Welcome to The Daily Objective. I'm Don Watkins, the Ayn Rand Institute. And uh, the Ayn Rand Institute is actually taking over ARC UK uh, for this afternoon. I'm here with our CEO, Tal Safani. Hi, Tal. Hello. Hi from California. And uh, Keith Lockich, our VP of... Oh, Keith, I'm blanking on your title. VP of Education. Hi from also in California, but not in the same building as Tal. <laughs> So Razi has been kind enough to give us uh, time basically to just pitch Ayn Rand University, which is the most exciting project I've ever been a part of at uh, ARI. And I think it's going to be really exciting to people in this audience because anybody who's watching this, you guys have devoted a lot of time to really learning about objectivism and Ayn Rand. And this, in my judgment, is kind of the place for the most serious people who want to really deepen their knowledge and take very seriously uh, their study of objectivism, particularly if you have any aspirations for an intellectual career. But we'll, we'll get into all of that. But why don't I just start with um, Tal, you know, last year, about this time, you announced Ayn Rand University. I wasn't working at ARI at the time. I was in the audience. And I mean, you got a standing ovation. We were on our feet. What What is the vision for this thing that has us so excited, that had that audience so excited, and that hopefully uh, the, the people watching this video can get excited about? It all started with uh, with uh, me looking at um, results from from the first, you know, year and a half to two years that I've been in the uh, uh, at the helm of, of ARI, uh, trying to do a lot of things, you know, uh, came in and was very passionate about what can we do uh, more than what we're doing already? And it was all about content creation and content distribution. And we built the apps and and all the graphs we've defined, all the metrics we've defined that uh, are important to us went up and to the right, which was great. But at the end of the day, I was asking myself, OK, so we get 10 times more people watching something and we got so many people downloading the app and engaging with Rand's ideas. What difference does it make? And then uh, I, I did a really a deep dive that started with me rereading the, the charter by Leonard Peikoff for ARI and what it means to be, be uh, you know, promoting uh, and propagating objectivism by means of educational activities. So uh, saying, you know, ARI should be mainly educational in nature. Um, and then doing a lot of work, uh, Ankar helped me a lot with, okay, what are we actually trying to achieve and is, is propagating the ideas and what what does it mean to propagate ideas and for what end so went back and read rand you know what can one do and many other uh, articles and slowly started forming this very deep sense of like we should be way more focused uh and if you take the dna of ari and what we're really good at and what we were designed to be and what we're good at and how cultures change over time and history changes over time it all boils down to one thing. We need to be the place, uh, Ayn Rand called it, calls it the anti-missiles uh, factory, if you will, intellectual missiles, uh, that will go out to the culture and change it in many different ways. And you can think about people that are already doing this, people like Yaron Brook, you know, on a daily basis, and Alex Epstein, and you, Don, with your writing, and many, many other people doing it in many different ways. It could be by teaching it OAC, what used to be OAC now turning to ARU. If you're a teacher, if you're an intellectual, either working, you know, in a, 
in Pacific Legal Foundation trying to make the world a better place or IJ or or you are out there fighting uh, being at, you know in front of Congress fighting for uh, you know against climate uh, environmentalism so um, it boiled down to a strategy that says we need to be 100% focused in identifying, attracting, and then giving the best intellectual education we, we possibly can give. And that's, that's the vision of ARIU. Yeah. And so, um, Keith, let me ask you, and I want to ask it kind of from two directions. So on, on the one hand, I think people could say, how is this different from what you've been already doing? And on the other hand, some people might wonder, how is, is this the same thing as any other university? Like, are we recreating, you know, a, a university uh, that's going to replace, you know, going to Harvard or Yale or something like that? Or are we just continuing with our traditional objectivist academic center activities? And so maybe you can explain yes. exactly what it is that we were creating. Yeah. So building on what Tal said, if you look at sort of what the ARI's DNA is, what are we best at? It's, it's, one of the one of the things we've done ever since the founding is advanced training of new intellectuals. So for the last couple of decades, that's occurred under the under a program called the Objectivist Academic Center or OAC. And what we're doing now is we we that program had a certain audience, a certain student in mind. So it was the kind it was the kind of student who is interested in a career as a professional intellectual or an intellectual professional, somebody who, who really uses deep philosophical ideas in their professional work. And our focus has been on attracting, finding and training those types of people. And our curriculum was very focused specifically on preparing them to, to for that kind of work, using objectivism as their philosophical framework. So we had courses on focused on objectivist philosophy, on philosophy more broadly, and on speaking and communication skills. Um, writing think writing and speaking and so on so we still have that audience in mind those are so sorry my my athena quiet i have a 75 pound german shepherd sitting in my office here she's been quiet all morning and now she's barking so we still have that audience in mind but we part of the new vision and the reason we're retiring the name oac and we've introduced this this broader concept of ayn Rand university is that we have we think that the, the skills that we possess, the training that we are able to do can reach a much broader audience. And it's any young person who's ignited by Ayn Rand's writings and ideas and wants to learn how to use those ideas to forge their own path in life and to create a life worth living for themselves. So that will still include professional intellectuals and intellectual professionals, but there's a much broader audience and the goal is not to replace a university education. The goal is to bring them into our programs for one year, two years, maybe, and give them a foundation uh, in, in a broad range of subject areas that form the sort of core pillars of what an, an educated adult really needs to know in life and can really, if they want to use objectivism as their framework for whatever they do in their future, and they get that real foundation for life, that's what we're hoping to offer. And we can, we'll go into that in more detail as we talk, but that's, that's what's different from the old OAC program. And, and there's, so there's a different audience that we have in mind and a different conception of what we can offer them. Maybe the best way to kind of concretize that and make it 
real for people is going through what we're actually offering this coming year. We announced this at the the last uh, Objectivist Summer Conference, and I, I mean, it really made a big impact on people. They got really excited, but I think it also helps flesh out what we mean when it's kind of expanding what we're offering and expanding the kind of audience we're addressing. Tal, uh, maybe you could do a screen share and kind of lead us through. And Keith, if you want to chime in on any of these courses, I know you're teaching one that I didn't think I was going to be interested in. And then I watched you did a podcast the other week going through what you're going to cover. And I said, all right, I got to clear some of my schedule because uh, it, it sounded really cool. But um, all right, Tal has gone ahead and shared his yeah. screen. If you're listening on a, on a podcast version of this episode, too bad. Um, take us away, Tal. Yeah, so this is uh, the new uh, uh, website. Uh, it's part of the university.einrand.org. You can find a lot of information there, but I'll let Keith uh, take us through uh, the offerings for, uh, for the next uh, academic year. Yeah, so what I said before is the idea is we want to provide a foundation in the subject areas that are sort of the pillars of, the, of, a, of an educated person's life. So as I, we've been focused specifically in the past on philosophy and communication skills, we want to expand that to include a foundation in, in you know, the physical sciences, in law and government, in psychology, in economics, in dog training. <laughs> uh, I think Keith's going to handle uh, a recalcitrant uh, animal. Um, I'm so in the sorry meantime, about that. Oh, yeah. no, that, that's totally fine. Um, we, we've lived in the Zoom age. Everybody has <laughs> their pets and was, children. She was quiet all morning, and then my son just woke up, and that's why she's barking. I don't know why. Um, so... To start off with, we're we're introducing some of these subjects this year, not all of them. I mean, we 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 so so there's a broad range of subject areas that we want to introduce, and I do want to say as we look at the course catalog here, I just want to make the point that the plan we're not the plan is not to provide a complete education in any of these subjects. So, for instance, I'm giving a course on the foundations of physical science. You can see on the in this course listing. Um, that the goal there is not to replace an undergraduate physics degree. The idea is to get a foundation in how we know the basic things in the physical sciences that we know, what their connection to perceptual observation is, and how do scientists build knowledge up from perceptual observations. Um, I think anybody who takes my course and then goes and studies physics in college they'll have a much better understanding of where all this knowledge comes from. You know, if you take a typical physics degree, um, you'll learn about Newton's laws of motion and gravitation, but you won't really learn them in the way where it's, where it's really clear to you, what are the facts of reality that gave rise to these things? Why did Newton even think about these problems in the first place? What was he motivated by? There's, there's millennia of observations and thinking and, and, uh, uh, development of knowledge that occurred before Newton even knew what questions to ask. And he himself said, you know, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. And that's part of what he was referring to. So, so that's the basic idea. And what you can see, are we still sharing the catalog? We are. Yeah. So what you can see here is we still have courses on philosophy and communication. You can see we've got objectivism seminar, introduction to writing, philosophical skills, etc. courses on Actually, one exciting new development is we have um, courses on oral communication. We're having speaking workshops that'll be taught by Yaron Brook. So that's not something we've had in the OAC before, 
But in ARU, uh, we're going to get to draw on his, you know, exceptional abilities as a public speaker, and he's going to be training people to do that. But you can see here, we're also introducing a course, courses on literature. Uh, can we go up a little bit, Tal? So those, uh, where's, yeah, so the, so you see a course on Hugo, a course on Dostoevsky, and, and the, we're going to kick all that off with a course that uses Leonard Peikoff's lecture course, Eight Great Plays. Um, so we're going to use the recordings from Dr. Peikoff's course, and students will read the plays, listen to Dr. Peikoff's lectures, and then we'll have um, discussion sessions where we, so the idea is to learn Dr. Peikoff's method of analyzing works of literature, in particular work, uh, plays, um, to get a deeper appreciation for the role of literature in human life. Um, I was just re-listening to that this morning, and uh, I, I'm so excited that we're going to be able to offer it to people because it, I mean, it, it's life-changing. And indeed, Lisa Van Dam is teaching our course on the course on Victor Hugo credits that course with setting her on her career as a literature teacher. So I think what we're putting together there should be really exciting to people. Yeah. And, you know, we've chosen Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment and Hugo's uh, 93. You know, these are two works that Ayn Rand viewed as some of the greatest novels in, in world literature. And so that's part of why they're we're putting a focus on that. We want to expose people to the best that history of literature has to offer. And um, if we scroll down, you can see, so again, there's going to be more courses on writing and communication. And at the very bottom there, there's a course, a legal system as an intellectual achievement taught by Adam Mossoff. So that's sort of a, a course in the foundations of law and government. Um, where did those, where did they come from? And, you know, uh, all of the the all of these kinds of courses will be taught, you know, using objectivism as the framework. So objectivism is a kind of unique perspective on on the history of individual rights and where did it come from. And these are these are profound like it, it was a profound discovery, you know, by made um, sort of culminated with the work of John Locke and then carried through into the work of the founding fathers. This was an achievement that human beings have rights. They, they're they're uh, part of our nature, and that the purpose of government is to protect those rights. That was not something that people knew in ancient Mesopotamia, for instance. You know, and so this was a huge discovery, and it's in a, it's in a, and so to create a government and to create a legal system that is designed to protect those rights, that's an enormous achievement. So that's the kind of perspective and the kind of framework that we're going to get. And as you probably noticed here, we're we're drawing on some of our experts in the broader objectivist community. So not all these courses are being taught by our internal ARU instructors, by ARI staff. We have Adam Mossoff, who I'm sure listeners of this show know, he's a professor of law at George Mason University. He's an expert on intellectual property law. And we're super excited to have him coming in to teach this course for us. Um, you already mentioned, we have Lisa Van Dam teaching a course on Victor Hugo. We have Shoshana Milgram, who's a professor of literature at University of Virginia, um, you know, doing the course on Dostoevsky. So we're just, we're super excited because we're expanding the, the university. We're drawing on all some of the best people that we have in our community to offer the most interesting, amazing courses. Uh, and this is just the beginning. As you can see, you know, I mentioned a whole bunch of subject areas that are not yet represented here. We plan to continue expanding these offerings and, and bringing in even more experts. Um, on different subjects. 
Uh, I'm going to get to the super chat uh, questions first. So uh, in a minute, so keep sending those in everybody. Um, but Tal, I wanted to kind of do a, a brief kind of rapid fire with you and just some of the questions that people are asking you whenever you're talking about this. So um, first of all, like how much time, you know, do I have to devote to this if I want to be a student? It's a great question. Uh, it really depends. Uh, I think what we're getting right now is people who are actually uh, in college and they're taking part-time programs with us while they're in college and people who are maybe uh, finished their undergrad and now dedicating more time. Some people even finished their grad uh, school and, and now decided to dedicate more time. Our goal is to actually get people as we move and we develop younger and younger. I think that um, if you ask me, uh, if you have a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old, and they're thinking like, what, what should I do? Where should I go? What should I major in? And uh, you think that they can get, uh, a, like Keith said, a foundational understanding of, of knowledge, uh, philosophy, and we'll talk a little bit about later uh, the other pillars of ARU, like the coaching program that you're leading, Don. Uh, I would send my kid there at 18. Um, and so I, I think uh, all the way from uh, high school graduates who want to use this as a full-time um, uh, program to get exposed to the right philosophy, to the kind of pillars of knowledge, and also some, I think, super high value coaching in the process of forging your own path in life that that would be ideal i think uh, at 18 19 20 uh, but also if you're already in college and doing something and you want to take some of those courses on top of that that is perfect that's what we're designing it for so you can take it both full-time and i'm i'm proud of the fact that very quickly i thought it's going to take us several years but it took us i don't know a year uh, to go from uh, two, three courses, I don't know, four, six, eight hours to uh, you can take uh, a full buffet of, of courses and, uh, and, and, and spend full time with us. So uh, we introduced uh, all you can eat uh, a program. So if, if you want to take a lot of courses and fill your week with learning with us, uh, you can do that all the way to uh, an auditor, a 60, 70 year old who wants to take uh, I don't know, writing class or uh, learn about, about Thomas Aquinas or law. Uh, um, so they can do that as auditors and pick and choose uh, those courses. So it's a range, but I would say as, as, as a general uh, goal for ARI is to take it even younger and younger. So because we, be, we believe this is a foundational program, you need that knowledge to your life. So the sooner you, you take it, the better. And Keith, correct me if I'm wrong, but what we usually say is sort of like estimate that any particular class is going to require with class time, with study pre, uh, assignment, prep time, about 10 hours a week. Is that kind of a rough guideline? Yeah, I think at the upper limit, that that's what it shouldn't. It shouldn't be more than that with readings, homework and sitting in a class time. That's about right. As for a graded, graded student, I would say. Yeah, eight, 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 yeah. eight to and, ten. Eight, Eight to ten hours a week. So, so if you take a like a full course load would be sort of five concurrent courses, and that's about a forty-hour week. That's kind of what we're basing it on. Got it. And tell say a, a word more about you know, I, I'm here. I'm sitting here listening. Should I audit or should I enroll as a graded student? What, how should I think about that kind of question? Who is I? Who is I? <laughs> the anonymous, vague, undefined <laughs> person watching this episode right now. 
I would say if you're young uh, and you want to have an intellectual, intellectual career and you want to take it very seriously, this is, this is where you go to learn. Uh, so I would take it full-time or part-time while you're doing your college and as, as a graded student. Everything, I, you know, yeah. Go ahead. I would add to that, though. If you're, so the, the, I think the most exciting use case here is, you know, somebody who's completing high school Maybe you haven't figured out exactly what you want to do in college. Um, you're you're interested, ignited by Ayn Rand. Um, whether you're whether you maybe you haven't you're you're potentially interested in a career as an intellectual, but you're not sure. You know, if you can take a year or two years and and do go full time with us, I think you'll get you'll get um, you get such an amazing educational experience. It'll I think it'll help you figure out a direction. It'll give you this foundation for life that we're trying to offer. Um, and it'll help you make some of these big decisions about what you want to do in college, where you want to go in life. So even if you're not sure about an intellectual career, um, if you're if you're someone, if you're young and you're excited by Ayn Rand, this is the place to come and come and study with us full time. Yeah, um, so maybe I should have started with that. I mean, th this is the younger part where we're talking about. And if you, as the vague uh person who's asking the question is is, a, is even a, a parent to a, a 16 17 year old and um, I would say yeah think about ARU as the place to start uh, you can think about it uh, as a, a gap or a double gap year some people told me that and I'm completely fine with it take it very seriously um, but also if you're let's say older than that like 22 24 and you're you're you have you've gone through college or you're uh, kind of starting your journey uh, and you want to take that as a foundational again education you can take that part-time uh, select the courses there, there's a core uh, curriculum that we uh, offer um, that you can ask us about uh, if you want to take the core curriculum but also if you're 30 35 and objectivism you know has uh, has played a big role in your life but you, you, you still feel like you can squeeze more out of, of, uh, of uh, understanding the insights and the principles of applying objectivism into your own life, we welcome uh, people that can, uh, can say, I want to be graded in that course or the other, all the way, like I said, to people older in their lives who want to take that as, as an auditor and just enrich themselves. Uh, now, I'm really excited to, to start talking about the other pillars of ARU, this is the more academic, the course part, but there are other aspects of, of, uh, of ARU that we've, we've decided to build that I, uh, I think, again, you, you know uh, that very intimately, Don. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the other aspects of ARU. Yeah, and uh, one, I think I'll set it up by starting with um, uh, one of our super chats from Bonnie. She says, uh, it's what the world needs most, how to think. And, you know, I, one of the, I initially, I discovered objectivism when I was 15 and I resisted signing up for the OAC once I heard from it. It was like, no, I want to be independent and learn it all on my own. And I forget what eventually like made me realize that's dumb. Why don't I go learn it from the smartest people, you know, on earth. But it, it, I mean, it was transformational and what, one of the most transformational things about it is I was very lucky to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one feedback and mentoring from people like Keith and Ankar Gatte um, at the Institute and who, who taught the OAC now 
Ayn Rand University. And one of the insights we had when we were thinking about what is going to make Ayn Rand University distinctive and powerful and effective is how do we make sure every student gets that? I was lucky enough that I was working at ARI, which is why I got a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with the faculty. Obviously, we couldn't hire all of our students, uh, at least not immediately. And so what we came up with was what we want is we want each student working one-on-one -on -one with the coach to help them identify their learning goals, their career goals, their life goals, and how do I make the most progress towards that? And so for the, um, that I've came, I, I was uh, hired or rehired in April, and I've been building this department and working with a, a group of 14 students as a pilot program. And that's exactly what we've done. And it's been astonishing to me how much more they've gotten out of their classes. Just to give one example of the kind of thing we did, one of our students, he, he was loving his class, but he felt like, I'm just not retaining all of this amazing information that's coming our way. And so I said, well, let me see your, your class notes. And he showed them to me. And we went through a few little tweaks that he could do that would allow him to you know, be more engaged in class and walk away retaining a lot more. And that's just one tiny example of what you can get when you have somebody you can bring those kinds of questions to regularly and who's helping you work on things regularly. And, you know, me and our other coaches, we can't solve every other problem, but what we can do is help you solve your problems by provoking you to ask certain kinds of questions and to point you to resources you might not know about. You know, hey, you're you're really excited about Thomas Aquinas as kind of this major philosophic force in history. Well, you might not know this, but we have an expert, Robert Mayhew, and he's going to be giving a class. And, you know, if you're really serious, maybe he can, you know, sit down with you for an hour or more to really work through some of your questions. So it's that kind of hands-on, one-to-one learning experience, personalizing the learning experience that's kind of central to what we're doing. And then I'll just name this briefly uh, as we're running out of time. We also firmly believe that kind of that subject matter expertise is really crucial. And so we're building a network of mentors, people, you know, who have expertise like Robert has with Aquinas and, you know, like other people have in the realm of science or in the realm of, you know, different business realms, such as, you know, finance, building a network of subject matter experts willing to work with our students one-on-one -on -one, and then building a network of internship and business opportunities so that, you know, if you're passionate about um, let's say in, uh, intel artificial intelligence and you really want to get started in the field or maybe you just want to try it out and see if you really do love it. Here's an internship. Here's a work, uh, you know, summer job that you can get building out. Uh, the way I think about it is if you're interested in Ayn Rand and demonstrate that you're really seriously, uh, uh, you're serious about the ideas and about putting them into action in your life, we want to roll out the red carpet and make sure that there's nothing that's going to stand in your way as long as you're willing to show that ability, that drive, and make it as easy as possible to really use these ideas in your life and flourish and prosper. Yeah. I would say that on top of that, it's it's really the, the understanding that philosophy needs to be lived, not just, uh, you know, understood uh, conceptually. And uh, what we're trying to do is to offer a fully integrated uh, educational experience. And that's why we're thinking about the networks around ARU as the intellectual network of the, the people who are helping us uh, with the, the education and the training and the, and the you know, the, the intellectuals who help us with the faculty and, and the intellectual development, a network of mentors, as you mentioned, Don, with specific expertise and a network of businesses where we can place 
and have our graduates and our students uh, intern and you know do some apprenticeships uh, with with people we you know they, they want to learn from um, this is a fully integrated uh, I think view of how you allow someone to to really forge their own path and learn as fast as possible about what they what they respond to what they find interesting and the virtues of uh, how to apply because life is not easy you know it's uh, you can read about something in a book but when you try to apply it for yourself it gets really complicated so dealing with that very early on in a in an environment where you can still you know talk to to you as a coach and uh, ask your your uh, you know your uh, your teacher about a specific topic this is the the educational environment we want to create where people are set up for success and i would say one last thing about uh people who are specifically want to pursue intellectual careers we have the junior fellow programs that is now uh being fed by graduates of, of aru we grew from like three or two we had two and now we're uh 20. Uh, so we're not going to hire everyone but we're going to hire the people who show interest and potential in taking this to the more intellectual uh, side of career paths and uh, support them on an ongoing basis, maybe not just for the two years there with ARU, but ongoing as junior fellows and see what, you know, what we can do in, in order to make them all the way up to what we call objectivist influencers, right? Who can go out to the culture and make a, a real ding in the universe. So uh, thank you, Jonathan Honig, for your super chat. Mary Lane has a few super chats. She says, uh, someday you will replace Harvard. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, I won't object if it does happen. And then she says, what courses might you add as you expand? Do you each have favorite possibilities? Well, I'll, I'll leave it. Keith, you can talk about maybe what we might do as we expand. I'll just say in terms of uh, my favorite possibilities quickly. Well, first of all, um, I'm going to be teaching a course on persuasion, which will be exciting to share everything I've learned both at ARI and in my work with Alex Epstein and just as a, as a writer and writing coach. Um, but then uh, Tal Ankar and I are doing a, a session on or a course on work and philosophy, which is really like the tools you need to figure out what kind of career you want and how to achieve it that I think is going to be amazing. And then, um, I mean, look, all, all of them sound fantastic, but uh, the, the, we can't be egalitarian. So I'll, I'll leave it selfishly at the courses I'm involved with. And Keith, if you want to add anything else. Yeah, well, some of the subject areas I mentioned, but we don't current, we're not currently listing any offerings. So psychology is a huge area, obviously, that we, we want to do something like a sort of foundations type course there. Economics is something that's not yet represented in our course catalog, and we want to do that. Maybe courses on history. Um, I have the, I'm teaching this course on the foundations of physical science. It's very delimited. It's going from ancient astronomy up through Isaac Newton and the laws of motion and gravitation. But I could see a series where we cover other topics that are foundational, like, you know, foundations of chemistry and um, other topics in physics uh, where it would really benefit. It would really be beneficial to understand, you know, how did we acquire this knowledge? So there's a lot of exciting possibilities as we expand. Yeah, and a point I wanted to make about, so I said the, I'm doing the work in philosophy course with Talon Ankar. I think that's part of a wire commitment to um, courses that are focused on really implementing the ideas in your life and using them in your life, I think is a category that we really want to do more of an explore. And I think has just a, a lot of exciting possibilities. So um, 
that's it for today. Uh, be sure to tune in at 9 p.m. UK time for HBTV, where Harry Bing Binswanger will be talking about Aerobon Herbert, unknown hero of freedom. And be sure also, if you want to learn more, to go to university.einran.org uh, to find out details about Einran University. So thank you, Tal. Thank you, Keith. And thanks to ARC UK for giving us the opportunity to talk about what uh, I think for all three of us is um, the, both the focal point of our career, but also something we're really excited and passionate about. So thanks again, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.